And I'm going to talk for just a couple minutes, and I've just got a couple of questions. Okay, and you're, I'm going to tell you what that question is, give you like five to seven minutes to discuss it, and then we'll come back and dig into content a little bit more. But we're going to be looking at a, a Bible story, okay, today about a couple of guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Who's heard of them before? Who's heard of Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego, right? Okay, so, so these guys, these guys did something so crazy okay the story of them it's almost it's almost unbelievable like if it wasn't God's word I probably wouldn't believe it but because it is God's word I do believe it and and this story it, it, it is so amazing because it really sets for us and teaches us something that I think we can apply today in our lives because what they do is so counter cultural that it redefines for them and it redefines for generations uh, uh, some very important things, some very important things, and you guys are on a spot. See, the truth is we live in a culture that tries to define us every single day, right? Like we've, we've heard that in some different things. Culture tries to define for us what religion is. Culture tries to define for us who you are. Culture tries to define for us what we should or shouldn't do, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And one of the, one of the things that culture and that society is really trying to define for us is what the point of life is, or what the purpose of life is. And we see this in a whole lot of different ways, right? It's in your music, it's on your TV shows, it's in your comedians. So, so here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to think about this for a second, okay? And, and I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask you to pause for 10 seconds, and I'm going to say discuss. I want you to think, what do you say, what do you think, what does society tell us the point or the purpose of life is? Like, what does society try to tell you? What do they try to tell me? Right? Maybe it's your friend circles, maybe it's the TV shows you watch, maybe it's uh, media, maybe it's the news, maybe, I, I don't know, culture as a whole. But what do you think society is telling us, that scared me, <laughs> I was about to go kung fu on someone, I thought she was coming at me, um, whew, I watched too much Spongebob, karate. Um, so, so anyway, um, so what? What, what do you think, what does society tell us the purpose or the point of life is? Think about that for a second. Before, before we answer, think about that for a second to yourself. What, what do you think society tells us about the purpose or the point of life? So society, society, maybe, maybe you had a lot of different ideas. The society says, well, this is the purpose or this is the point. Maybe like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what society tells me. Like, I just watch cartoons all day. Like, I'm, I'm just chilling, man. Cartoons and chocolate milk, I don't know nothing about that. And some of you are like, man, I see society throwing stuff at me all the time. See, culture and society, like, they're, they're always, they, they really are always defining and redefining and creating new ideas of what life should be about, right? Especially, like, when it comes to, uh, you know, media is always changing and music's always redefining things and there's new ideas coming out. And it comes out in so many different ways. And, and uh, uh, what I really th- think that society, what I see society telling us, what I see myself experience, and probably you experience too, is, is this simple truth, this simple idea, is that society and culture, and, and really it's really easy to fall in this idea, is that life, the purpose of life, the, the center of life is, is me. Like, like that's what music tells us, is, or that's what media tells us. It's whatever you want. Like, life is about what you uh, pleasure. Life is about what makes you feel good. Life is about the things that you like. Life is about whatever you desire, what your thoughts are. 
in, in general, I think most of us would say that, that it's really easy to live with the idea that life, life, the purpose of life, is, is really just about what I want and what I desire and, and how I want to live. And society pushes that idea on us too, right? Music, music uh, uh, has the idea, it, it's, it's your body, you can do what you want, right? Who sings that song? So, uh, Selena Gomez, is that who? Uh, uh, Justin Bieber? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Like, when you see media, when you see culture, when you see these things, like, the idea that, that is being pushed, that's being conveyed, is really that you are the most important. That you are the center of everything. That you, the whole purpose, the whole point is you. And so you can do what you want. You can live how you want. Why? Because that's what it's all about. And it's really easy for us to live like that. Maybe we don't, maybe we would never say that. Like we would never say, oh man, like the, I am the, I, you know, I'm the center of my world, right? Like I am what life is, my life is all about. But it comes out in our lives in so many ways. It comes out, how many of you guys are on social media? All right, how many of you guys are on social media, right? Pretty much all of you, right? Like, I know, man, I, I see some of you guys on social media. I've seen social media, right? It's selfies, like the whole selfie thing, right? It's all about me. It comes out in our social media. It comes out in our friendships, right? It comes out in our relationships. How many of you, how many of you choose friends, how many of you choose friends based on simply your personal preferences? Like, I like football so I'll hang out so if you like football I will be friends with you or, or maybe it's not that specific but a lot of us that's how right we we group ourselves into these things to where we look and say well I just want to find things that make me feel good I want to be the center of my life I think that I should be first comes out in our relationships with our authorities who had anybody struggle with authority right like teachers or like you just hate being told what to do anybody like, right, like, oh, man, I hate when people tell me what to do, right? Man, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want, right? And I'm going to do that, but it's not because you told me, Mom. It's just because I'm going to do it, you know, because I want I to clean my room. Jeez, come up here, tell me to clean my room. Put my underwear where I want, and I want to put it in the dirty bin, okay? Listen, so, so all of us, I think all of us experience this, and I, I, I would bet that you experience this too. I would bet that there's times in your life where you make decisions, where you think and you do things based solely, solely on the idea that, that you are first, that I am the most important, that, that the point of life is really just to satisfy me and to make me happy. It's that, it's that selfishness. It's the idea. Uh, it's really a selfishness that comes out. We would never really phrase it that way. But it comes out in our life in so many different ways. You can see selfishness coming out in the way that you treat other people and the way that you talk to other people, and in, in the way that, that you handle yourself on social media, and the way that you talk to your parents. You can see it come out in so many different ways. And here's the thing about selfishness. Selfishness is simply saying that you are more important than God. That's the problem with selfishness. Selfishness is simply saying that, you know what? I'm more important than God. In fact, selfishness is, is really saying that I, I get what I want. Why? Because I'm God. Because who's the most important should get what they want. Right? Whoever, whoever has the most power should get what they want. And if I want this, I should get it. That's simply saying that, you know what? I am above God. Selfishness is, is an idolatry of the self. 
And so when we are selfish, when we make ourselves the center of life, when we say that my life is all about making myself happy, making myself feel good, making myself successful, making myself popular, making myself this thing achieved, making myself uh, whatever it is that you desire, giving myself pleasure, giving myself the right the right uh, stuff, giving myself all these things, when it's about the things that I'm trying to gain, that I can do for myself, it's about satisfying myself, that is selfishness. And selfishness is nothing more than making yourself God, saying that what I desire and what I want is more important than what God desires. And it comes out, listen, it comes out in me. I know it comes out in me. And I, I would bet that it probably comes out in you too. In fact, that's, that's what I want to talk about. I want to give you a chance to talk about what are some of the things that maybe in your life you've seen show selfishness. And here's how, you can, here's how we can measure this. Here's an easy way to measure this. What are the things that you spend the most time on, the most money on, or spend the most thoughts on? See, those three T's, that could be, that could be what, where your treasure is, right? Where you spend your time, where you spend your thoughts, where you spend your money, right? Those, those three things, those show where your heart is. And so I want to ask you that because that could help you figure out, and I want you to be honest in this group. I want you to be honest. What are the things that you spend the most time on, that you spend the most money on, or you spend the most time thinking about? And this is discovered, man, is there maybe some selfish tendencies in my life that I'm willing to be a little honest right here and, and, and kind of put out there in the open. So we're going to take about five minutes and talk about that, okay? What are the things that you spend, you spend the most time on, the most thoughts on or the most money on in your life. We're going to turn the music up and talk for a couple minutes in your groups. I just want to bring you back here. I want to read this scripture. I want to read this passage um, of scripture. We're going, to, we're going to look at this scripture, talk about it for a few minutes, ask one more question, then we'll be done. Okay, so, so like I said, this is going to be short, but hopefully this is, this is helpful for you to kind of process through some of these things in your life. Okay, uh, Daniel 3, 6, if you've got your Bible, you can open up to that. If you've got an iPhone, it means you have a Bible. I don't know if you know that or not. Okay, if you've got your Bible, you can open up to that. It starts in Daniel 3.16. This is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, and let me, let me give you some background while you're looking for that. Basically, basically, there's this guy, there's a king, and he built this huge golden idol of himself, right? And he, he said, you know what, we're going to make this decree that at any time the idol's being marched and, and these instruments are being played, that whoever hears it has to bow down and worship it. And it actually came from some advisors to the king, they wanted to, they wanted to do this to try and trap Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they knew that, that they worshipped the one true God. Okay, so, so you've got these group of people that are trying to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bend to their ideas of what culture should look like, to bend to their ideas of how they should behave and act, especially when it came to religion. Okay, and, and so they start doing this thing, and the idol's marching, and they know they're not going to, and so, and so they go and they tell the king, hey, these guys, they're not doing what you told them to do. And you made the law that if they don't do it, that if they don't do it, that they'll be thrown into a fire furnace, they'll be, they'll be burned and killed, right? And, and the king, he didn't really want to kill them, so he had them brought to him, and he said, listen, this is your last chance. You get one chance. You bow down and you worship this idol, or you're going to be killed. We're going to throw you in the furnace, and you're going to be done. Okay, and these are three guys, they, they're actually Jewish, okay? They're actually Jewish, and, and so they had a choice. Like, they had to, to either give up, essentially, they're making a choice that they could either say, you know what, we will bow down, we will worship so we can preserve our life, or, or we can say we will not break our religion. We will not walk away 
from the things that are true. And we will hold on to that even unto death. They had a choice to make. And this is what they said. They said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Man, their response gets me fired up. Because what I see in those guys is a, a, an attitude that says, we will not walk away. We will not quit. We will not give up on the things that the Lord has spoken to our hearts. We will not allow you to dictate to us how we should live for God, how we should live for our faith. We will not allow you. We will not allow you to dictate the circumstances. We will not allow you to bend us to your will. Why? Because our God is greater than anything that you could ever have. And it gets me pumped up because they're, they're even willing to say, listen, we know God will save us. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we will never worship your gods. Why? Because it's greater to die for my God than to live for a fake God. And, and, and I think for a lot of us, I think for a lot of us, it's so, it's so easy, it's so easy, it's so easy to go through day by day and to never realize that we have oftentimes made ourselves our own gods. As I asked you that, you guys asked the question of, of what do I spend the most time on? What do I spend the most money on? What do I spend the most time thinking about? For a lot of you, it was maybe sports, right? Like, I mean, I'm thinking about sports all the time. I'm playing sports all the time. I'm spending money on sports. Maybe it was school. I was talking a lot of like, like school. Like, anybody like school is just constant, like, spend so much time in school. A couple of us, okay? Nerds. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, why would you say that about me? Um, how many of you, how many of you if you care to be honest, you're like, man, I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, girls if you're a boy or, like, boys if you're a girl. Like, relationships. Like, man, I'm always thinking about that someone. A couple of us, maybe some of us always looking for girls. Okay. And, uh, dudes, how many of you guys, you're like, man, I spend a lot of time on video games, right? Like, I know there's a lot of you guys. Like, I'm playing all the time. Any sneakerheads? Like, I spend a lot of money on sneakers, right? Listen to a couple of you. Okay, some of you guys. Music, I spend a lot of music, uh, you know, I'm always listening to music, always thinking about music, right? See, what's, what's so, yeah, Netflix, someone said Netflix, anybody like, spend lots of time on Netflix, okay? <laughs> like, I'm watching shows in Chinese, I don't know Chinese, but it's on Netflix, so I'm watching it. <laughs> oh, she said what to him? Oh my gosh, ching chow, you know, like, like I don't know Chinese, but. <laughs> so, so. So listen, probably, probably a lot of you, probably a lot of you guys, myself included, I know it's just so easy, it's so easy to live through life, to go through life, to go through day by day, especially you guys, you're in school, you know, you've got clubs, you've, you've got sports, you've got all kinds of media pulling, you've got, you guys have so many avenues, you guys have so many avenues to put your time, to put your thoughts, to put your treasure into. And it's, honestly, it's, it's hard to slow down and, and to be like, man, like I'm putting, I'm putting my time, I'm putting my thoughts, I'm putting my treasure into the Lord. Like, that, that's hard to do sometimes, and, and oftentimes we don't even realize it. Like, probably a lot of you, if you're honest, you're like, you know what, honestly, like, I really, man, I don't spend a lot of time with God. Man, I, I, I really do make a lot of decisions based on what pleases me, based on what satisfies me. And see, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of you, 
all of us, every single day, we have the chance to bow down to our own idols or to stand up for the one true God. And a lot of us, a lot of us, that's really hard, that's really scary, and we'd, we'd much rather fit in to the world around us. We'd rather, see, that's what culture's trying to get us to do. They're trying to give us the idea of what the point, what the purpose is. And so we try to fit into that. But if you always are fitting in, then you're never going to stand out. If you're always fitting into the culture, then you'll never stand for God in a unique way that people will notice and people will look at you. Even if that means that you give up something that is very valuable to you. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to be willing to give up their life in order for them to truly stand for God. And some of you guys, some of you guys, that means, what that says to me is that there's things in your life, there's times in your life where you're going to have to really take a stand for God, really live for God, really stand out. You're going to have to be willing to give up some things. You're going to have to be willing to give up some popularity. You're going to have to be willing to give up some reputation. You're going to have to be willing to give up certain uh, attitudes, certain activities. You're going to have to be willing to give up certain relationships. And if you cling to those things, why? Because they please you. Because honestly, in our core, a lot of us, we're, we're kind of selfish. But if you cling to those things, then you will never stand out for God in the way that you were supposed to. But if you release those things, if you say, I'm willing, I am willing to give those things up for God, I'm willing to do that, God will honor you. God will honor that. That's, that's you know, last night, Pastor, uh, Pastor Jason and then my, Pastor Mike talking about faith. This ties into that so much. And, and what I want to, to get you to see is that part of the issue with us is that we don't view our life, we don't view our life as having the focus, the purpose, we see, we only view ourselves as the main feature. I am everything and I am anything in my life. And God has never intended us to live that way. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they put this one simple principle into place in their life. And it's this, this is that the point of life is the point to Christ. See, the point of life is the point to Christ. Culture, culture will try to tell you that the point of life is you. The point of life is your, is your own desires. Culture will try to tell you the things that you desire, the things that you want, are more important than anything else. But that's not what God's word tells us. God's word tells us that he is first. God's word tells us that Christ came and died and rose again so that he could be Lord. And that means that for us, that in our life, in everything, we have to look to point to Christ. Because if we don't, if we're not pointing to Christ, then we're pointing to something else. We're pointing to ourselves. We're pointing to our reputation. We're pointing to our relationships. We're pointing to our pleasures. And none of those things satisfy in the way that God satisfies. If your life points to something other than Christ, then you're going to be left empty one day. Why? Because none of them, none of them will fulfill you in the way that Christ can fulfill you. And so your life, in your life, you should be looking to constantly point to Christ in every relationship, in every interaction, in everything that you do, in every school club, right, in every sports team, in, in, in every, every relationship with a parent, every time that you're having a disagreement, every single thing that you do. The point of our life is to point to Christ. 
And that, that should redefine how you handle your decision making. That should change how you do things. That should change how you think about things. That should change how you spend your money. That should change every facet of your life. Why? Because now my life is not about me. In fact, Paul says, I must decrease so that he must increase. There has to be a decrease in your life, and that helps you to point to Christ, and that's really hard to do, especially when culture tells us that life is all about you. But I want to tell you guys, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to me, it is one of the most fitting pictures of what you have to deal with day in and day out. Right? Because I know that being a Christian, you can get ridiculed. I know that being at school and standing up and saying that, no, this isn't right. No, I won't go to that party. No, I won't act that way. No, I won't sleep with that girl. No, I won't sleep with that guy. No, I won't look at that stuff. No, I won't act that way. No, I, I won't do those things. No, I will live like this. No, I will have character. I know that doing those things can make it feel like if you do it, you'll be thrown in the furnace. That's what it feels like. I get that. And that's why I think that's a fitting, a fitting picture for us to learn from because God honored them. In the end, in the end they were, if you don't know the story, in the end they were rescued. They, got, they were thrown in the fire and the angel of the Lord showed up. And everyone, the king was amazed and he changed his whole perspective and said, man, your God, your God should be worshipped. See, they understood, they understood that if they pointed to Christ, they may lose some things. They may have to give up some things. But in the end, it was going to be worth it. Why? Because when the point of your life is to point to Christ, God always honors that. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. When you go back, when you go home, when this is, and it's been, it's been a great weekend, going to be more great weekend tonight, later on today. But I want to challenge you when you go home, what are the things that you need to change? What are the things that you need to do? What are the relationships that you need to let go of? You, you just talked about some things. You just talked about some things that you spend your time on, that you spend your money on, that you spend your thoughts on. Now, maybe some of those things need to change. Maybe some of those things need to be let go. What are the things in your life that you need to let go so that you can say, man, my life points to Christ like never before. I want to challenge you to evaluate your life and say, God, how can my life point to you more? Because in the end, that's what it's all about. Can I pray for you guys? Bow your head and close your eyes. Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you that you gave your life for us. God, that you loved us so much that you came on a cross and you died so that we could have life again. God, help us, help us to have life for you. If, if you say, you know what, there's some things in your life that just, just right where you're sitting, there's some things in your life that, that are keeping your life from pointing to Christ. I want you just, just to raise your hand. I'm not going to have you come forward. I'm just going to pray for you right where you're at. She has an active, active, I want to change some things. I, uh, there's some things that I need to change so that my life can point to Christ. Just raise your hand. I'm just going to pray for you. God, I thank you for these hands that are raised. God, help them. Holy Spirit, work on their hearts. Holy Spirit, reveal your word to them right now in this moment. God, give them the courage and the boldness to change the things in them, God. Give them, the, give them your life, Father, so they could, they could live differently through your power, through your spirit, Father. Help them to, to have their life point to you. God, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. And amen.